welcome to the Godlet Podcast. I would like you to know that on this podcast, it's our goals to keep listeners informed about what happens across border, how fame works, migration, ways to deal with addiction, investment, the gospel, and a bunch of other stuff. We get guests with you are best qualified for the topic based on their life experiences. Words of warning. Part of our episode might be tough to hear because guests share experiences that listeners might consider extreme, like migration, jail experiences, coming out from an addiction, having to run from the law, adaptation, investment tips, and success secrets. So if you're not interested in these topics, you might have to skip this podcast. Welcome back to the Godbit Podcast. And on today's, on this episode, this is a wonderful episode. This is our second general cross-border series where we interview more migrants from different other countries all across the world. And on today's episode, we have a wonderful guest from Gabon. Um, This is Kofi from Gabon. So Kofi, say what's up to my listeners. Hello everyone, I'm Kofi from Gabon. So what's up guys? Are you guys all good? Yeah, I'm sure they're good. Um so tell us you're you're in France now, so um, why why did you move to France? So it's a it's a bit of story what happened uh, that I made that decision to leave uh Gabon to come over in France. So I will try to cut on the shortcut so that the story won't be too long. So uh, originally, I was born in uh, West Africa, in uh, Togo, and I moved to Gabon when I was very young to join my dad. Then I uh, made all my uh, education in Gabon until I got my civil engineer diploma. And I started working actually in Gabon just right after I got my uh, uh, master's degree in uh, civil engineering. Then when I was not very happy of the job I was doing, I had to uh, resign and join another company, which is Lombardier, uh, which is pretty uh, present across the world in almost all the oil uh, countries around the world. So I've been working for that company for seven years, almost eight. And we had crisis in 2014 to 2016. And that crisis that made me stay home for almost two years before I start working back again made me think. And uh, I wanted to uh, to change my path in terms of work because I was more uh, technical oriented in the work. So I wanted to do something more uh, business oriented or managing management oriented. So I wanted to do an MBA and uh, I made some plans. And France was uh, between my top, uh, we say top five country to go to for the master in terms of living, in terms of uh, cost of the master, the MBA. So, yes, I that decision was made long time ago, but I was trying to seek of the opportunity. And with what happened, what happened with COVID nineteen between nine two thousand nineteen and two thousand twenty one. Uh, made me decide to to move on on my project so this is how i decided to come over here in france so 
France was on the top five, and uh, top one was US, two Canada, uh, three I think was UK, four was Australia. So France was five because uh, it wasn't my first choice because I'm French speaker, I'm native French speaker. We speak French in Gabon, but I wanted to keep working in this uh, English environment that I like very much. And uh, so with all the costs, all the expenses, all the decision around being away, uh, I mean, away from the family and also the, the way you have to work around to get the visa, uh, what will be the cost of the MBA, what will be the cost of the master degree. So all this combined uh, made me decide at the end to, to choose France to come to. So this is all the, the small story behind my decision to come over to France. Wow. Um, it's, I just can't imagine why France would be fifth of your list and like you would still pick France. So I want you to just walk us through like the process of like making that decision. Like why would you, why would you disqualify the US and Canada and Australia now to move to France? What was wrong in, in the other countries? Okay, so for how we go from one to, to four. So from, for US, the main issue was related to the finance. To uh, do a master degree, like postgraduate, whether it's a master in science or MBA, it costs a lot of money to have a degree that will allow you to, not easily, but I would say have better chances to get a job you have to spend quite a lot, something close to 40,000 uh, US dollars for uh, a degree, which was quite uh, a huge amount. I could have this amount within all my savings, but I would have sacrificed my family and I didn't want to go that far. So that's why I dropped uh, US, even though I had offers from, I think, three uh, well-known universities. I had an offer from MIT Sloan, uh, one from uh, Earth Business uh, Management School. I also had one from uh, uh, US, uh, no, UC Davis, which is in California. So... It was quite difficult for me to take that decision to leave all those offers aside because of money. So Canada went to second and I didn't pick Canada because of the weather, which is uh, one of the coldest. <laughs> yes. And uh, the other one was also about cost and uh, the cost of living was high. And combined US and Canada you cannot do uh, a student job or you can actually do it, but it will be on the black market. Because I got friends in US and in Canada that gave me some advices when I was trying to get my decision done. And uh, they were telling me all they went through. And, you know, I have a family. They went there on their own, even though they had family, they had some support. I don't have that kind of support they had in that past. So that's why I discard uh, Canada, UK. Um, UK, I discarded because of the Brexit, because the Brexit will make things very complicated 
for me to enter Europa afterwards. So I say that no, UK won't work. And uh, Australia because of distance. The distance and also it's a very unknown place for me. I don't have any one over there. And you know, it's very good to go somewhere where you may have, let's say, a little bit of base. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And in here in France, see some Gabonese, there is a lot of uh, Gabonese that I know that were, uh, that are here. Not that they will, uh, they will jump in if I have issues, but at least there would be some kind of help in the, in the process, giving advices, uh, showing me the path of how to do this, how to do that. And I got a lot of help. I have one of my best friends uh, that we uh, we grew up together, and uh, he was quite a, a big support. Even on the visa process, he helped me a lot because he was uh, he is still one of my guarantors with many of the process that I applied to. So yes, so all those parameters all together put in uh, the scale. The the scale was obviously going to. Picking the friends. Wow, wow. Um. So, how long have you been in France? So i I arrived here, I think, by uh, last week of uh, August twenty twenty one. So it would be now something like five months. August, uh, yeah, five months, almost. Wow. Um, so now, do you miss do you miss Gabon? Do you miss being in Gabon? Do you miss home? <laughs> that's a that's a tricky question. Uh, I will I will say that I yeah definitely miss Gabon every every single day. First of all, because of the 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 weather. We know you know we Africans. Our weather most likely is a is a warm weather and. This warm weather also, uh, it's something that is in our blood. We are warm people. So the way we live between each other, it's uh, kind of warm. We know how to, uh, to welcome people. We know how to live with people. We know all those things. You know, here I don't have neighbor that I will just go to and then brag, like start talking to them even if I don't know them. If I were in Gabon, uh, like brand new, I would have made, I don't know, a lot of friends in my, my own street. But here, I don't know anyone in my street. People that I know are only from my, from my school. Just because they, it's not in their blood to be this way. They are cold. They have cold weather and they are cold. To know them, you have to break the ice of this cold. This is my own opinion. I'm, just, I'm not saying that this is true. This is my own opinion, saying generally. And uh, regarding my country, yeah, I miss Gabon. I have a lot of things. I have kids. I have uh, a wife. I have uh, my brothers, uh, my friends, uh, my, uh, you know, all those things we do in Africa, you know, bars, clubs. Even though we have that here, even the music, we don't have our music over our music in here. Yeah, so yeah. Um, so walk us through like walk us through your processes of like the whole process you had to take to come to France. 
because there are a lot of people that would want to come to France but would not know the right processes to take and just to avoid being scammed while trying to make processes and also walk us through your own process. What process did you take from wanting to be in, Fran in France to actually being in France? What were the processes? Oh, okay. So the process is quite, uh, I would say, um, it's uh, standardized because France does not allow students to come here like uh, uh, I mean you won't get a, a student visa if you don't have uh, a school uh, apply in here and to get a school uh, document you need to go through the campus France uh, process which is a website where you go uh, you pick up some uh, schools a university depending on what you want to uh, to do they will ask you for your uh, your grades your diploma uh, a lot of documents that you just have to um, to uh, to scan and send to them and uh, the schools will review it there's a lot of school here in France that wants to have some uh, student coming from abroad and they will review your application see if you fit uh, maybe their uh, own politics or maybe what they want to achieve in terms of uh, melting pot in their school and once you grant like uh, you get some uh, offers from the schools you follow the offer process and if one of the school is decided to take you you will have to pay i think uh, a fee like it's uh, most likely 20 percent or 25 percent of uh, i know i think it's less than 10 percent Oh, 10%. I don't remember exactly. Something close on between 10% to 25% of the entire school fees that you have to pay upfront. And then it will guarantee them that you actually accept the offer. And then with this uh, payment, they will send you back a document that will help you to uh, proceed to the, the visa application. So there is a, a website which is uh, france-visa.com and you go to that you will see all the kind of visa you can apply for and then you apply for a student visa they will ask you i know they will send you uh, a notification for uh, an appointment when you go to appointment you bring all the document uh, that will be listed and uh, you will show the document they will transfer the document to the French uh, consulate and then uh, the the department will review your visa application if everything is on uh, is good they will uh, they will uh, grant you uh, a visa student visa which is more likely between six to, uh, six to twelve months and uh, the thing that is the complicated when you apply for a visa it's uh, they need france needs to make sure that you have uh, enough money to live in here so they will ask you to provide uh, either way a guarantor that should be based in france working in france that has a contract and that will give them uh, the three last months of his uh a bank account moves 
to make sure that he's actually earning enough to support you in case of issue or if you don't have a guarantor you, you should uh, have an account where you show a monthly transfer of 700 euro for um, a, i think a 10 months period which is be which is going to be close to 7000 euro so all these are required by the french consulate to give you that student visa so money is part of the the requirement and then if everything is good you get the visa you you buy your ticket and then uh, yeah you're good to go yeah um so how did you feel how did you feel to land on french soil and bridge the french hair how did it feel for you uh, yeah it was uh it was kind of uh, a souvenir like i was just remembering because when i start working for schlumberger the first thing they did uh i had to travel to uh, cape town to a one month english uh, certificate even though i was already fluent but i just wanted to have some vacation from my first job so they gave me the opportunity to spend some time in uh cape town and then on the day the first day of your um, uh, your job you have to for engineers they will send you to what they call it's kind of a seminar it is in france they call it uh let me remember the name of it it's uh, uh damn it i forgot it, it's a kind of seminar for all the newcomers to welcome you in the oil services uh, uh environment so i actually flew to france for 10 days that was in 2013 and i was in the area of paris so those 10 days was going to the company's facilities uh learning a lot of things that are basics so when i came back i will say that this way uh it was just kind of fresh of uh something that i knew before but i didn't taste uh quite long just for 10 days and my little brother which is here in france for he has been here for last two two years now was waiting for me at the airport so yeah it was interesting because i haven't seen him for two days two years so and he when he was about to come to france we didn't see each other because i was on a, a rig site so yeah it was interesting it was cool I was already missing my kids and my home, but having this new kind of uh, environment, my brother, some of my friends that I have to, uh, I had to see that day. Yeah, it was kind of, uh, I'd say, out of the blue. It was good. Yeah. Um, so something else that I would like to ask you is: Do you feel like French-speaking countries? get easy access to to france compared to like english-speaking countries uh this is i think it's just a tough question because the, you have to run some uh, i will say a little bit of studies to make sure you will be able to state that this way but in general i will say that the um i would say the the exchange or the contracts that are between government will 
tends to favoritize the French-speaking country because they actually have a relationship that they have built over the the years with French. So which with French, sorry. So which means that in terms of visa application and all the requirements and the use to even the the habits people have in their own country, which are French-speaking country, will be easier compared to English-speaking country, where their relationship were, um, I will say, built with some, um, let's say, uh, the world English-speaking country. For instance, you as an English speaker, native English speaker, naturally you will have the tendency to go to a country where your native language is spoken in general if you if you take 10 yeah, 10 people and you try to ask them at uh, just randomly like okay let's say you want to travel today will you go to a french-speaking country or an english-speaking country if it's a na native english you will have the tendency to go for the english speaking country because going to another country where your language is not spoken like widely it's already a challenge and it is not like it's not everyone that wants to face that challenge like right away some people like to discover yeah that's true they want to discover they want to learn new things they want to know how things are done in an environment that they don't know in terms of language so so i would say that the process is easier in this way if we speak this way but i know french government will have the tendency to make everything equal so the process will be the same everywhere but the advantage will be on the french speaking uh native country because they're used to it it is something they've been done they they, they have been uh, doing over the past and for the native english it's something that is uh they're going to get used to yeah yeah um what are things you you have had to adapt to or moving to france what are things you have had to adapt to in terms of lifestyle environment weather and the and all uh so uh since i uh, when when i when i decide to come i uh, to come here i was already prepared because i was discussing with friends and also my little brother that is here like okay what do i uh do i need to bring up front because uh when you do such uh project like moving to, to another country without a job you have to come a bit prepared in terms of clothes because if you need to buy new clothes here you need money that money maybe you can you're going to use it for uh living so it won't help you easily so uh I, I bought some stuff up from in Gabon that I think that I would have need here, like for uh, the cold, I bought uh, some vest, uh, some uh, cold uh, clothes that I've, uh, they, I've, they, they are selling in Gabon, just to make sure I'm prepared already. And when I arrived, I, I can see that I haven't buy any like serious clothes in here just stuff that was i saw in the store that was uh, nice to see then i bought them but not like i really need them in 
uh, right away. So I was, I think, if I have to give an advice to people that will come here, that comes from warm countries, to make sure you don't come here and have to spend money because even people that are here prepare the winter before the winter comes. So when you get to the summer, they will drop the price for every uh, kind of clothes or devices or things that I use in the winter because they don't need it in the summer. So you can start buying them up front to prepare your winter. Same thing for someone that will travel. You have to buy uh, stuff that you will need to use when the weather, the, the, the temperature will go down. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so are the migrants in like a new country, what are, what things that you had difficulties with in France? Uh, the, as a migrant, it's, it's the, the first difficulty is the system because it's not the same uh, system in term, I think I will say it's even in everything. Uh, in Gabon, for instance, to get a, to rent a place to live, is not very complicated. You, you find in uh, social media or in the newspaper, someone that is renting his house, you go there, you check together, you see how, it's good for you then if you have the money i mean you deal with a guy he will tell you how much it is you the, the price will be only even online already so what you need to do is just to make sure you you give the money to the guy and then you pay every month here there is a lot of uh, uh there's a lot of things to do first First uh, thing, you need someone to guarantee your rent. So someone has to uh, put the money up front for you as a guarantor. And you have to make sure you pay so that if anything goes wrong with your rent, then they need, they know who to talk to, which will be a guarantor. This is already, that was one of the big different, I, 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 difference I see, I saw, sorry. And uh, my, best friend was there to help me out with that and uh to find a house is so complicated and when you come you have to uh apply for a lot of things you have to get uh, a, a bank account because in here everything works online almost everything so you need to have a bank account. You need to have a visa, a visa card that you need to use and everything. In Gabon, we work, we, we, we deal most of the time with cash. So cash here is not that well used anymore. Everything is most, I would say, 75% of the things working out, uh, online. So these are all the difficulties. So it's the, the main difficulty is the system, how the system works. You need to get used to it very fast so that you don't get surprised. Also, the way you spend your money. Uh, you can have a bank account. You can have a, uh, a debit or a credit card. You need to uh, know how you spend. You need to know how much you spend because everything is not based on cash. When you have cash, you know what is, is physically, you know what's going on. You know how you deal with it. You know how to, to spare some, use some. But in here, it's online. You see something, five euros, oh, that's interesting, you buy it. But 
five euro ten times is 50 euro when you try to do the conversion back to your own currency <laughs> you're like damn i already spent a lot of money i'm stuck yeah. so you see this is things that will surprise you so you need to pace yourself out try to understand how the system will before you really like behave you need to, the, the way you need to behave so it takes time to get used to it but you know we humans we get used to any environment yeah what about the educational system in terms of schooling i mean you you have schooled in gabon and now you are you're in france schooling so um how do you feel about the educational system are there are there differences uh the thing is me uh so uh gabon was colonized by france so i would say that most of our system is a clone of the french system we just try to uh try adapt it to the way we are living even though there is a lot of discrepancy in the adaptation which makes things very complicated in gabon but i think the system here is more uh is it's well standardized everything's work in such a way that you get actually what you deserve and uh people are more always say serious about the the work the education is well monitored and if you are good you will be really good you will be doing good there is no um i would say there's no such things like uh i mean you can cheat people used to cheat everywhere it's not a, a new thing but if you are very focused on what you are doing you will have time you will have opportunity to to shine on what you are doing so the system is is quite always it's way better than the system in gabon which is a big mess if i have to say right now it's a big mess almost all the schools that are doing good in gabon are private school all the public schools are in a very bad uh condition due to our government i won't go that in that direction but somehow if i do the comparison straightforward i would say the french system is quite is way better if i have to advise someone to pursue uh like uh, an educational career i will ask him to come over here to do his phd or even the master degree yes because it, it will work out it will have a, a good uh uh, uh Yeah, let's see value in europa and even across borders outside of europa compared to whatever happened in in gabon or africa yeah um for people planning to travel to to france from gabon what would be your advice to them what things you think they should prepare ahead of time for so the the first thing to do is money finance you cannot uh rush into a um, a project that in uh, let's say include a living out of your uh, comfort zone without money because today everything is related to money so you need to make sure that you have prepared enough finance to at least uh cover you for 1.5 the time of your visa which will be 6 month or 1 month so when you know that 
you have to know also with which currency you are dealing with and what are the the requirement for your school the school fees you have to make sure you have enough uh cash to uh, deal with the school fees at once or maybe in a monthly settlement uh, what else is uh, prepare to to the worst this is how i live i always prepare for the worst so i'm going for the worst case scenario so that if it happens then i will be able to i mean i'll be ready to to face it. yeah and uh also here this the elf system is quite uh interesting it helps even the people that are not uh french so as soon as you come here you have to apply for the social security number so that you can get a, a healthcare system that will cover you at least for 45 to 60 percent and you should get also complementary assurance so that you can get covered to 100 percent whatever happened and uh what else is uh yeah don't don't be afraid the world is white the the earth is round so everywhere you go you will just face humans they will be a bit different from your country but they will still be humans so yeah there won't be, there's nothing you have to be afraid of yeah yeah um you talked about facing humans and that'll be my last question um i want to know about like the french the the citizens of france how how would you describe them because that's a vital factor if you're going to be living in france you have to know how to like how to adapt to the people there so how would you describe the people living in france the, the citizens of france the native uh i would say uh french people are they they are welcome people in their way uh, they really like their culture. They are very proud of who they are. So you have to respect their uh, their culture and their country. And uh, here, if you don't talk, no one will help you. If you don't request for help, no one will help you. It's, it's not like in uh, our African country where people will see you and maybe notice that something is wrong, then we'll come forward or come to you straight away. Now, here you have to you have to talk, you have to express what is wrong, and you have to know your rights because they they kind of uh, very straightforward in terms of people, and you need to to be uh, on time. They really take care. I mean, they really pay attention to to time here time is time here if it's uh 7 a.m don't do like uh 8 a.m you know we are africans when someone tell you oh, let's go somewhere and uh, let's go at four we african we show up at seven because this is how we are you know but here time is time if something is four then make it four if it's three make it three because they are on schedule they know what they do. They have agenda. They do everything based on their schedule. And here, things are very, let's say, not difficult, but let's say complex. There's many parameters taken account to do uh, a specific task or specific thing. So you have to take care of the way you 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 think about timing. 
So they are, I would say they are good people. Some of them are mean. There are some racism as well. But, uh, you know, when you are black and you face white people, there's two things that will happen. Either it's racist, either he's not. Nowadays, less people are racist, but still the racism is still there. So just have to behave naturally and uh, respect the others and you will get respected. That's it. Yeah, we're coming to an end of the show. Thank you so much, Kofi, for being on the show. It's it's a honor to have you on the show. Thank you so much for for sparing your time to be on the show. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you as well. It was a very interesting uh, experience sharing uh, all those information. Uh, it's something that is important because uh, I know there's a lot of uh, young Gabonese that uh, today are thinking about where they need to uh, plan their next studies and if France is still, a, because in the past, France was, a, uh, let's say, a, a premium destination for the young Gabonese uh, that were coming, going to high school or universities. So today things have changed because there was a lot of, uh, you know, people talking over internet, getting information that are not possibly right. So those, all those things are making things more difficult for young people. So sharing all those information will help them, like having another, another vision or another point of view that will help them understand that this is still feasible. So thank you very much for this. Yeah, the pleasure is mine. I look forward to recording more episodes with you, like on like more different um, days in the future be available. Uh, but yep. Thank you so much. Thank you so All much right, for being here. Thank you for joining us. Subscribe to our show on any of your podcast streaming platforms and get a notification from us anytime we release our episodes. The Galut Podcast is hosted by Michael David. If you enjoyed this episode, do us a favor by rating and reviewing this podcast.